Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico. Got a great show for you tonight. Uh, always good to be back on the air. And this is, of course, the second show of uh, 2016. This is, of course, January 14th. And uh, we're just uh, a week away from, uh, or just a little over a week away from the uh, PGA merchandising show that's going to be uh, taking place, of course, uh, as it does annually down in uh, Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to be heading down there. Uh, in just a little over a week myself and, and uh, making the rounds and see if I can uh, see some interesting things uh, that are going to be coming out to the to the golfing world here in the next uh, uh, next year. So I'm um, going to be doing that. I want to thank you for, for joining me tonight. i got a great show, uh, as I mentioned. I'm going to be joining here shortly by Mike Fay. He's a PGA Director of Player Performance at the Boyne uh, Golf Academy uh, up in the Michigan area. He'll be joining me here in just a few moments. But first, let me remind everybody, of course, we are live every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time or 7 to 9 for those of you on the East Coast. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me here. Uh, best way to find the show, for those of you that uh, may be just here for the first time, uh, if you go to blogtalkradio.com, which is uh, the network that hosts this uh, program, and you type up in the search key, Golf Talk Live, that will take you to the main page. And, of course, uh, during the live broadcast, the current show is always at the top of the page. So you'll see that there, and uh, you can listen to it there. And uh, for some reason, if you're not able to join us live, uh, not a problem. Just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golftalklive. Uh, that'll take you to the page. And you just scroll down to the on-demand section. And uh, in that area, you'll be able to find all of the previously aired programs, including tonight's, uh, of course, as they are all auto recorded. So, thank you for joining uh th- thank you for joining me tonight and I apologize it's still got a little bit of a sore throat and a little bit of uh congestion here. I've been battling I'm not sure what it is, but uh for the last couple of weeks, I know last week uh I had uh a little bit here, so forgive me if I am sniffling a little bit and and uh, coughing or what have you through the show. I'll try to keep it uh, down to a, a bare minimum. But uh anyways, also uh if you're interested in speaking or uh, calling into the show at any time during the live broadcast from 6 to 8 Central, uh, you can do so by doing uh, by calling area code 646-716-4667, uh, or you can email any questions or comments about the show to ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And if you're somebody in the golf profession, whether you're a teaching professional or coach, uh, or somebody, maybe you're an entrepreneur or an author, uh, in somehow in, related in the golf industry, if you're interested in coming on the show and would like to uh, share your thoughts or views or, or maybe a book, as I said, uh, with my audience. You can reach out to me at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And uh, always update the programs, of course, on social media. So you can go to Facebook, 
and and follow me there uh, either personally or you can go to the uh, page at Golf Talk Live blog. And uh, while you are there, make sure visiting the page, make sure that you like the page if you haven't been there already. Um, and as I said, I update the shows on social media every week uh, to let you know who's going to be coming up, who the guests are going to be. And uh, so you can follow me there on Facebook. And you can also follow me on Twitter. I also update on Twitter. And the Twitter handle, of course, is Ted and Buck CEO. That's CEO in capital letters. And uh, thank you for all of the recent followers again uh, for uh, joining me there on uh, Twitter as well. And as I said, I update on both of the social media. I also actually update on LinkedIn as well. Um, and you can follow me there on LinkedIn uh, if you'd like as well. Uh, update through there to all of my connections as well. So I uh, appreciate you joining into the show live. And uh, f- again, for those of you who can't, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live. And uh, you can catch us there uh, when it's convenient for you. As I mentioned, I'm going to be joined in a little bit, uh, in just a few moments, actually. Uh, very special guest. He's never been on the program, but he's going to be coming on tonight. Uh, Mike Fay, he, as I said, is the PGA Director of Player Performance at the Boyne uh, Golf Academy. And uh, he's going to be here talking uh, a little bit about not only the academy, but some things that he's been working on and, and how he's able to help uh, some of you golfers out there improve your game and also uh, an affiliation with U.S. Kids uh, Golf as well. Uh, it's been recognized there with an award. And uh, we'll talk about some other things as well and, and what he sees uh, taking, play, taking shape here in the next uh, little while uh, in, in the golfing world, uh, both on the professional level and also in the teaching uh, level uh, areas as well. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about that and uh, some other things as well. Um, but uh, always enjoy doing these programs. Uh, I had actually a teleconference uh, show earlier today, and I want to thank my very, uh, my host for that was uh, Pat Roquet. And she's been on, of course, she's referred to as the business boomer. And she's been on the show uh, a couple of times before. And uh, she does a a great uh, job networking and social uh, media expert uh, throughout the industry. And uh, she had me actually on a uh, teleconference call today where we actually uh, helped people with their public speaking, uh, how to really rock your public speaking. So we, uh, it was a great hour format, and uh, I don't have the link off the top of my head, but I did post it on my uh, Facebook page. So if you want to go on and catch that, you can click through the link, and I believe the recorded version uh, is now available. So um, sorry that you weren't able to join us live, but it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed uh, working with Pat, and we're going to be trying to work on some some other projects as well. Got a lot of great things going to be happening this year in 2016. Uh, of course, coming up in a little over a month's time, uh, March 3rd, I believe, is the date. We'll be bringing back, of course, Coach's Corner. Uh, and again, for the benefit of some of you that maybe are tuning in for the first time tonight, uh, Coach's Corner was really a format that I put together. I, I actually took it from uh, another industry, which was the uh, hockey industry. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Don Cherry used to host a, uh, a segment called Coach's Corner on Hockey Night in Canada. And uh, I always found it very interesting and very informative, so I decided to uh, copy it, if you will, and uh, bring a Coach's Corner format here to the golfing world and uh, made that one of the segments. In fact, the first hour of my two-hour broadcast uh, beginning this March is uh, going to be returning, of course, Coach's Corner. And, and, and generally the format is this, again, for, for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with it, is uh, I invite a, a group of, of coaches and teaching professionals to come on during the panel discussion and uh, we'll either field some questions that have been submitted uh, into the program from uh, some of you out there, and uh, also I will, uh, from time to time, I will pick some topics that I think need some discussion, 
and we'll go literally around the table and get the uh, coaches to chime in and, and give their viewpoint and takes uh, on some of the topics that we're discussing. Um, this year, we're going to try and do things a little bit differently. I always like to try and mix things up. Uh, we're going to, again, have the panel discussion and mix it up every week, always having some different uh, guys and gals on the panel just to, to keep it interesting. Um, but we're going to be having some contests this year. I'm working on uh, some great uh, prizes and, and things right now. We're going to be having some contests through uh, the course of the year uh, on the Coach's Corner panel uh, discussion. So I'll give you an opportunity to win some great prizes and I'll talk a little bit more about that as we get closer uh, to the launch of, of this year's Coach's Corner season. And that will take place, as I said, I believe March 3rd is the first Thursday in March. Uh, we'll have the first uh, panel discussion going then. And then, of course, uh, as always, I'll follow up with a great interview with uh, uh, my special guests of, of that particular evening. So always looking forward to, to making some changes and doing some things a little bit differently and, and adding to, uh, I guess, the decor of the program and I uh, always like to hear from you guys uh, if there's things that you would like to see differently or, or added to the program. I've always, uh, always got some open ears and always looking forward to, uh, to your input as well. So uh, you can either uh, connect with me on Facebook if you haven't already, uh, or you can reach out to me uh, through my email at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com, and I'll be more than uh, happy to, uh, to take a, a look at that. And also, as I said, if you're interested in coming on the show, uh, you're welcome to do so. Uh, by reaching out to me again on my uh, at my email address, and that's ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. Uh, I want to bring on my guest. I see that Mike's uh, ready, so let me just introduce him, and uh, then I'll bring him on the show, and we'll, we'll continue our discussion here. Uh, Mike, as I mentioned, Mike Fay is the PGA Director of uh, Player Performance at the Boyne uh, Golf Academy. Uh, with 20 years of teaching experience, it's easy to see why Mike has become a leader in the world of golf instruction. Uh, everything from cutting-edge social networking techniques to having a mobile app, Mike has helped to change the face of teaching golf. Uh, I want to start off by talking a little bit also about uh, a, a program that he's created through Twitter, through one of the social media networks he uh, created called Ask the Pro. Uh, he collects uh, viewer questions and sends them to some of the world's best instructors, commentators, and players. And it's with their responses, uh, once they're sent back, uh, for all to see. The worldwide response uh, to this innovative way to use social media networking has been amazing, and in fact, Ask the Pro was featured uh, back in May of 2012 uh, edition of the PGA Magazine. Uh, he also owns his own website, uh, MikeFayGolf.com, which I strongly urge after the, uh, the program tonight that you go and check that out. And uh, he's utilized a team of writers uh, which have joined with him uh, to collaborate, if you will, and contribute to the content of the website. And each of the writers, of course, has their own specialty, uh, some specializing, of course, in golf fitness, the mental side of uh, the game, rules of golf, history of golf, and, of course, golf instruction. And these writers, uh, as he's indicated, are leaders uh, themselves uh, in those particular fields. So uh, a great to always to collaborate with fellow professionals in the industry. Also, back in 2012, he was named as Michigan's first and only uh, Golf Channel Swing Fix certified instructor, and as most of you know, that if you're familiar by now, that the uh, Golf Channel Swing Fix is an online lesson program with roughly about 60 worldwide instructors. Uh, the Swing Fix instructors have been featured on the Golf Channel's website as well. So without further ado, let me bring on my very special guest tonight, Mike Fay. Good you evening, doing, Mike. Ted? I'm doing very well. Welcome to uh, Golf Talk Live. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Well, I, I appreciate it. 
Um, I know you have more things. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. I know you have a lot more uh, uh, accreditations, if you will, but there was just so many. I'd, I'd take up most of the hour just reading them all off. So I wanted to uh, to get you on here as quickly as we could and, and get into some conversation. Let me just let me start off, Mike, by doing this. Uh, since you haven't been on the show before, and uh, I know you've got lots of things that you want to talk about, let's talk about first uh, about the academy that you're involved with, uh, where where it is, and and what are some of the things that you're doing up there. Sure, it's the Boyne Golf Academy. Uh, Boyne Resorts own and uh, operates about 10 golf courses in northern Michigan. Um, we, uh, it, It's a pretty big corporation up here. It's pretty awesome. And, and we run uh, academies out of two different locations. Um, it, and it's so beautiful up here, Ted, in the summer. It's fantastic. And then in the winter, it's just a... No wonderland. And we've got yeah. the best ski resource in the Midwest. It's just going nuts now. Um, we just got another foot of snow this last day. It's fantastic. So um, it's a beautiful place to be um, and, and good stuff going on up here. Uh, we've uh, uh, Over the last uh, year or so, we've uh, put in Gears Golf. Uh, we have Trackman. Uh, we do a bunch of TPI fitness with our players. It's uh, it's all good stuff. We keep players going all year long, and uh, I'm just honored to be here. That's good. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Mike, for coming on and, and sharing that tonight. And, and you know, it's interesting. Um, now, I have not played a lot of golf up in Michigan over the years, but I know that Michigan, uh, a lot of people don't may not realize this, especially if you're fairly new to golf. Uh, Michigan does have some great courses up there, a lot of courses, a lot more than people probably realize, uh, and, of course, some great instruction. And uh, I know that you're excited, obviously, to be a part of that, um, being up in that area. And as you said, right now, you're, you're kind of uh, uh, dealing with the snow and that, which I'm sure, you're prob- mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the people in the area are probably glad to, to get that, especially in the ski resort uh, business. Uh, it was a little bit mild here earlier in the year, so it's, it's probably good to, to get the snow. And, and, and it's actually good for a lot of reasons, and, and um, it, it's good for the ground and, and all that sort of thing. But, uh, but it's good that you're able to work with golfers all year round because i know that's you know traditionally in the, in the northeast particularly when this time of year rolls around everybody sort of puts their clubs back into the back of the garage and kind of kicks up their feet and, and starts doing other things or or relaxing and um kind of forgets about golf for a little while so how do you keep some of your uh students motivated to, to come back out and, and keep working uh through the winter months on their games yeah it's uh you know just trying to change that outlook um, and the stigma of putting the clubs away, you know, in October. I mean, I our our season ends in the middle of October and begins in May. So, you know, I, showing them how much better they keep getting, that's the biggest thing. They just keep getting better when they spend some time on it in the winter times. Um, you know, we have a different climate than Detroit does. We're four right. hours north of Detroit. Um, but but putting in that extra time. Uh, even once a week with us guys, it makes a tremendous difference next summer. You know, and one of the things I try and stress with people is that, you know, don't you want to play great golf next summer? And, that, you know, it, it's about next summer, you know. Yeah. And, and get rid of this this slice ball flight and, and let's hit the ball straighter and, and we come out just having fun. And uh, it's good. You know, I mean, most of my players, if I start working with them in May, you know, it's September, and we start seeing some good scores being shot now all of a sudden. Right. You know? 
it, it, it just takes that much time to, you know, to get that many scores in to lower your handicap, things like that. I think people don't understand that, you know, it, it does. It takes time. It takes coaching. So, yeah, you know, one of the, and, and you raise a, a very interesting point, Mike. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, with golf, it's not like um, really other sports. The, the more that you work at it, obviously, the better you become. And one of the problems, you know, as we were just talking about, with uh, especially up in the Northeast in some areas where uh, the climate changes, uh, you know, I'm being down here in Florida, of course, I have the benefit of playing golf all year round in, in pretty comfortable conditions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can work on my game if it was... Uh, or students right. that I work with can, can work on all year round. But up in the Northeast, it is a little bit of a disadvantage. And um, obviously some stru- uh, instructors uh, have academies and things that they may come down south to work with uh, during mm-hmm. the off-season. But, you know, one of the important things, I think, Mike, of, of encouraging students to really work through their game, and that doesn't mean they have to go out and beat balls uh, all winter long, but there's a lot of things that they can do, even in their own house, that they can work with an instructor, and there's some tricks and, and tips, if you will, that they can do even in the confines of their house if the weather is too bad that they can't come out to your facility. Mm-hmm. Um, are some things that you have done uh, that you've shared with your students, uh, things that they can do even around the house just to kind of keep in shape and, and uh, keep things going for, through the season? Yeah, we sit, I, you know, I sit down with my students. I give them uh, um, TPI certified from, you know, Tyler's Performance Institute and try and, uh, you know, give them a program you know, identify what's going on with their body, why they can't swing the club the way way that they want to, and help them and give them exercises and things like that that they could do at home. And, I, you know, I, I kind of make it like this. It's kind of a partnership. I need your help. You need that. You need to, you know, keep working on these things to get better and better. So, you know, we, we put together a program for them. Uh, as they get better and better, we show them re- the results uh, with things like gears and TrackMan and video and all the other things mm-hmm. that we do indoors. And like you said, there's a lot of things that we can do indoors to to really work on our games. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> one thing that, that I find that really helps people is if you're watching a ball game and, and during the commercials you just get down on the floor and stretch. I mean, it yep. really helps people. I mean, this yep. sounds silly, but it really does. And if someone takes that, you know, just little things like that, using using a couch to swing against to stop a, a slide in your backswing, you know, uh, things like that, just little simple things add up in the end. And, uh, you know, when, when we do that, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and again, you raise a, a great point. One of the things that I've always done and, and it can be done very economically you don't have to spend a lot of money um to, to do some of these different things and one thing that i've always done um right now i, ha- I have the benefit of having uh, a full-length mirror uh in my uh, in my house so uh-huh. I- i'm able to see that but for for those of you that maybe don't have that already built in you can go for very uh very easily you can go to a local hardware store or somewhere and just get a small uh, you know, full-length section of mirror, very inexpensive, and make sure, of course, it's framed so you're not cutting yourself. Um, and again, uh-huh. you can do it very inexpensively. And just sort of lean it up or, or put it up against a wall. And, and the, really the purpose of this is it gives you an opportunity. Uh, if if you're uh, living up north, of course, you have a basement. Even better, you can keep, keep it out of the, the wife's way, and, and she doesn't have to worry about it, it breaking <laughs> up on, on her rug or what have mm-hmm. you. But but the idea, what I used to do when, when I was uh, up and coming is is I would use that mirror in order to check different positions as I'm working through my swing. And you don't necessarily have to take a full swing and be swinging a club indoors. 
Uh, you can either, if you've got uh, some of the great training uh, tools that are out there where uh, maybe it's a shorter club or, or some of the other swinging tools that, that aren't as long as a full-length club, and you can just sort of swing these in front of the mirror, looking at your different positions, checking your ball position, that sort of thing, checking your stance and your posture. You can do a face-on, you can do it down the line, all kinds of great things that you can do uh, within the confines of your own home. So, you know, for those of you that might have an excuse, well, it's kind of cold outside now and I'm putting my clubs up, there's really no excuse uh, for being able to work on your game really all year long, correct? Yes, I mean, mirror work is really important. You know, using using video and showing people what it looks like versus what it feels like is is invaluable and then them going home and doing it i i'm sure there's a lot of my my players are in the bathroom swinging or pretending to swing to work on their golf game which is cool yeah you know and and i put it out like this i think you know not a huge time commitment just a little bit a day and then all of a sudden next summer things are better and uh it's good stuff yeah um, we're going to talk about some of the other things that you're doing, but let me just uh, read a little bit more here uh, for those that, that maybe aren't familiar with you, Mike. Uh, I know you've got a mobile app as well that helps uh, some of your students connect with you and uh-huh. really gives an opportunity to read some of the latest articles uh, from your website as well as uh, recap and uh, some of the previous lessons and submit questions to Ask the Pro, which we talked about. We'll get a little bit more on that in a, a moment. Um, the app was featured as well in the February 2012 edition of the PGA Magazine. Tell us a little bit about the, the app and, and first of what's the app called and uh, and where can they, they uh, download it if they so choose, if they already have it, and a little bit yeah, what's they in, don't, in the app. Sure. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to download it. It okay. comes in from the website. In fact, right now it's down. Uh, we're working on it. But it really helps me connect to my students. I mean, I, the website with all the things I've done, you know, I've dedicated that to my students to stay connected to them as their coach. So whether it's articles that we write on rules of golf or golf instruction or whatever it may have, you, you know, and the app just helps them navigate through what they want to look for. Um, you know, it's it's pretty neat to, to be able to do that kind of stuff, um, you know, and, and – show them in the palm of their hand that they can, you know, be connected to me. And that, you know, this is this age, right? I mean, I I get messaging on Facebook and Twitter and everything else from my students all the time, Um, you know, get questions a lot for Ask the Pro through through that way. And, uh, you know, I'll get text messages from my players in the middle of the night in the summer that they are putting well. What should I do? You know what I mean? It it is. You're always connected. And, you know, it's important to me that, that uh, you know, they deserve that. Yeah, and, and, and explain for, for those that, that uh, you know, obviously in addition to some regular folks that tune into this program, there's also a lot of other golf instructors. Uh, most of them are, are, are pretty, are getting a little bit uh, more tech savvy or social media savvy, mm-hmm. but really explain the importance, because I think you just kind of hit it on the head, the importance of being engaged um, with your students in some of these forums. But you have to. I mean, that you know, being able to keep contact with them, you know, you're their coach. So no longer, you know, I, I made a video of, you know, a couple of years back called The State of the Game, and it talks about how we have to change the way in which we think about the, the business of golf instruction for golf to grow. And, you know, no longer are, are the days of here's a lesson and, and take a couple aspirin and I'll see you in the morning. You know, right. if you want golf to grow, you have to be connected to your players, and you have to continually help them. 
and that's how we get better at playing golf. Um, you know, it's not just one lesson and one drill and gone. So, you know, it, it is important that way. And I, yes, I use social media that way to connect with those guys. You know, it's, it's neat to watch. Well, and I think also too, Mike, and I'm sure you'd probably agree with this in, in today's generation, especially some of the younger generation coming up, uh, maybe not so much of the, uh, and even some of the older ones are doing it now more, but uh, a lot of the younger generation, they are very heavily involved in social media. That's their way mm-hmm. that they connect. That's the way that they, they sort of navigate through uh, the murky waters, if you will, of day-to-day life. And if you're mm-hmm. not tapping, I, I look at it this, and, and I was talking to somebody today, uh, actually we, we did a teleconference uh, earlier today um, before this show, and one of the, the comments that I made was, was essentially about how um, you know, traditionally golf courses basically opened up their doors and, and people came to them. But those days are really uh-huh. gone. Um, you have to go after your clients now. You have to be uh, aggressive in, a, in the point or assertive, I guess is a better word. And, and social media, particularly for the younger generation, if you are not, and you don't have to be an expert, but if you're not uh-huh. utilizing some of these tools, these social media tools that are out there, you're going to be losing a lot of business because that's how the younger gen, that's how we're really going to grow the game is by tapping into this uh, newer generation that uses social media. And if you don't do it and you just sort of rely on the older traditional methods, not that they're all bad, but if you rely solely on those, um, you're going to end up closing up shop in a, in a relatively quick fashion. Is that a pretty good yeah, accurate think, assumption? You know, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, I, you know, right now, who has time to sit down? I, I have to be honest. I don't watch the news. I don't. No. I get my news on Facebook. I get yeah. my news on Twitter. It just comes right through, you know? Yeah. And it, it's everything is on there. It's not just connecting with, with the people and letting them know that you're, you know, giving a golf clinic next Thursday. It's about talking to them and interacting with them and having fun with them and, you know, things like that. That's that's what people want. And uh, it's the new way of of, you know, Visiting. Remember when we were kids, we go over mm. to visit someone. Yeah. Um, social media is visiting. You know, it really is, and uh, it's. I enjoy it. It's fun. I mean, I'm an old guy for doing all this stuff, but it's fun. I enjoy. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I I enjoy the interaction with the people and you know with my players and stuff like that. I get a, I get a big kick out of it. It's fun. Well, I think I think one of the advantages, Mike, really of social media is it allows you to connect with so many more people. You know, going back to what you just said a moment ago, uh, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, when you wanted to, to visit, you went over to your friends and you visit or you met mm-hmm. at some sort of, uh, you know, collectively at, at a spot, whether it be up, you know, mm-hmm. at a school or a recreation hall or a sporting hall, and you, you know, you did your things there. But now you're able to communicate uh, with people, you know, doing this show for an example, I've been able to communicate with people literally from all over the world that either tune in, uh, listen to the show, or um, have come on the show as a guest, and from all over, the, of course, the United States. So um, uh-huh. normally in, tra- in traditional methods, you know, you'd have to be hopping a flight here and there to be able to connect with a lot of these people. So social media has really opened up a lot of doors and allowed you to exchange ideas uh, and and uh, and different forums, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, as you said, or whether it be in a forum like this. Um, but let me ask you this, and I ask this of a lot of people, and, and I, if you've tuned into the program, which I know you have, you may have heard me say mm-hmm. this a time or two. There is a downside with technology as well. Um, what are some of the downsides that you 
have seen that maybe we need to sometimes be careful that we're not doing too much of it and not overwhelming uh, our students with it? And uh, how do we find that happy uh, balance? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there is too much of it. I mean, we still have to remember that we have to talk to somebody in the face, right? I mean, you know, mm. it can be, right. that, it can get that bad for a lot of people. It, you know, they constantly have their phone in their hand and all that stuff. But as far as from a technology perspective, absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> TrackMan's great. It's fantastic. Right. Do I show every shot that a player hits, you know, their TrackMan? No. Um, I don't. I don't show them every shot. I go through and I have progress of what's going on, and here's an average of your numbers and things like that. Um, you know, technology can hurt, absolutely. Uh, it, because, like we were talking about earlier, it takes time to change a game, you know? Yeah. And and the worst thing that can happen is someone starts to take some, you know, golf coaching and, and they and they stop because they don't see – you know, them getting better. We have to show them how they can get better and work with them and continually do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, technology can be a downside if that's all you do. You have yeah. to be able to do other things. Yeah, one of the criticisms that I've heard um, from within the industry, and, and I think we're on the same page here, is you know th- these tools are are just that they're tools of the trade they're things mm-hmm. that help the coach the coach or the teaching professional uh, to be able to number one assess the situation a little bit better a little easier than than what it might have been you know twenty thirty years ago I mean you know certainly you have to have a trained eye as well and that that always comes into play but certainly the technology has helped and made life a little bit easier for the teaching professional um, but if your head is in the monitor or in the screen all the time and your student uh, you know, is asking you questions, and you're so involved in the technology right. uh, that you're not really able to focus and not really communicating face to face with with that individual. Then there becomes a disconnect, I think. And so, uh, again, I'm not knocking technology. I think it's great. I mm-hmm. love it, but I think we have to find a, ba- a happy balance in there. And I think a lot of the professionals that are out there now are starting to realize that and saying, "Hey, we want to have this technology." but we got to be careful that we don't get too wrapped up or consumed up into the technology that we forget that, hey, Bob's over here taking a golf lesson. You're right. And Bob wants to break 90 tomorrow. Right. You know, that's the goal. The goal is what Bob wants to do, you know, and and make a game plan with him. You know, it's it's not about trying to get zeros on your path and your face angle numbers you know it, it's just not, not like that but you're right these are coaches tools that that we use whether it be video you know yep. i use a lot of edify i'm, I'm mm-hmm. real big into edify to explain things to people and do videos and and put things into their accounts and help them play better um you know whatever it, that i use to help them you know recognizing what type of learner they are all that kind of stuff and then what gets them better. And, uh, you know, some people, I might use TrackMan a little bit more. Some people might use video a little bit more. Um, But it depends upon the player, and it's what they really need, Ted. It is, you know, whether it's more fitness and more drills and not so much hitting golf balls. You know, I'm not a big ball kind of coach. I don't like watching them hit balls all day. I, I would rather have them learn. And then right. go work on it themselves, you know, have them get better themselves. 
that's rewarding. What about um, playing lessons? I mean, obviously, this is something mm-hmm. that more and more coaches are doing now. I mean, you know, in days gone by, you know, the idea was we, we took them out on the range and we had them work on different uh, aspects of the game. We had them go through, you know, maybe we we created different workstations, if you will, whether it be on the putting green or uh, the bunker shots, that sort of thing. But in, today, in today's reality is golfers need to be able to have real-life experience out there on the golf course. Um, so do you try to work some of that into what you're doing up at, at Boyne uh, right now and, and getting oh, yeah. them out there on the golf course as well? Mm-hmm. And, and again, obviously, it's a balancing act. You have to have some range time, but you also have to have real course experience. What are some things that you try to do with your students while you're out in the golf course? While we're out on the golf course, we're, we're trying to see what we can do to take what we're learning on the range to the course. And the ultimate thing is to lower our scores, right? So when I'm taking players out, I might come out and, and, you know, as part of – I really rarely give um, individual golf sessions or coaching sessions. Um, Most of my players are, you know, are packages um, where that's part of their package. And, and, you know, if they book an hour with me, we might go play three or four holes. So not only – do we see how they're doing? Am I doing a good job, Ted? Yeah. Are things coming together for them? Are they seeing the golf course differently? You know, I, I try and separate what we do on the range from what's on the course. On the course is playing. What we're doing on the range is learning. Playing is different from learning. But I kind of relate it like this to a lot of my students. You know, remember when you used to study for that quiz or that test? Well, yeah. the test is on the golf course. And if you didn't study and you didn't put in the time <laughs> on the range, you're not going to do well on the course. And, it, you know, when people think about it that way, it really helps them to understand that, that that's what they have to do. They have to put in the time. They can't just see me once a week. They have to do it on their own as well. Um, you know, it, it is. That's the way it is. Well, the truth of the matter is, Mike, you know, and this is something that I think a lot of professionals have a hard time with, um, as you mentioned earlier on in the conversation, you know, people are very restricted with their time. And Mm -hmm. it's not like it used to be years ago where, you know, people didn't mind going out to the driving range a couple of times a week. And, you know, in in, in addition to their lesson, uh, maybe they were playing a couple of rounds a week. You know, that's not a normal scenario in today's uh, society. People are very... Um, strict and stringent with their time right now. So they're trying to get, you know, for lack of better words, the biggest bang for their buck. So that they want to break sure. 90, as you suggested. They want to be able to do that, but they don't have as much time. So we want to be able to to utilize the time as best as we can as instructors, and we want to make sure that they're making the best use of their time when they're away from that lesson. And I see here also in some of the notes um, and, and I want to bring this in there because there, there's some great aids here, and I want you to explain a little bit about each of the aids, and, and obviously I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very honored. Um, back in 2013, of course, you were named as a brand man, uh, brand ambassador excuse me, for the uh, iGolf training aid, which was uh, mm-hmm. great golf uh, products. And then again, subsequently in 2014, you were also named again as a brand ambassador for Game In Glove, um, which was uh, launched actually the 2015 PGA Merchandising Show and was featured, of course, on the Golf Channel. Um, tell us a little bit about each. Let's start with the uh, the iGolf training aid. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. what that is and how you try to work uh, aids like that into your, your teaching. Absolutely, yeah. The i is a uh, training aid where 
you know, it's, its main goal is to try and keep you centered in your golf swing and keep you looking at the golf ball while you swing and move, whether it's with a driver all the way down to your putter. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool little aid that you have to look through uh, the eye or the hoop mm-hmm. and watch the ball and hit golf ball underneath it. Um, you know, it really helped people with all parts of the game, but especially short game or be chipping and pitching and putting and things like that. Um, it, it just gives it gives people an idea that they're, they are moving off of the golf ball or, or standing up or whatever they're doing in their swing. And it, it just helps me teach them better. Um, you know, I was involved in the, in the production of that and, and helping out as well as game and glove, uh, trying Perfect. to make it better before we brought it out, you know. Now, so, before you, yeah, before you, before you tell a little bit about Game and Glove, um, mm-hmm. now obviously these products they can they can learn more about that on on your website. Is that correct? There's yep. information. Yeah, they can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they can I, go I, to our website. Sure. Yeah, I just don't want anybody leaving during the show to to go and do that. So after the show, mm-hmm. we'll we'll give you that link again, everybody, and and you can go and take a closer look at that. Tell us a little bit about Game uh, the Game in Glove. What is that, and and how does that work? Yep. The uh, Game & Glove is an awesome product. It's a golf glove that has a laser attached to it, um, and, and the laser can rotate, all depending upon the club that you are using. Um, and it comes with a mat that has an outline on it of different paths of the golf swing. It also has a uh, um, club face realizer, which is an, a decal of the club face on the back of your of your lead hand. So kind of you realize the club face is pointing wherever the back of your lead hand is while you swing. And so it's it, it has been a great training aid to give people the feeling of what it feels like to hit good golf shots. It really has. And you can use it with the mat or you can hit golf balls next to it. It's uh it's a fantastic training aid and it's it's been a lot of fun to use it and, and being involved with game and glove. It's good stuff. Perfect. Um I also see here some of the awards that you've uh you received over the, the last few years. Um you received of course uh back in two thousand fourteen uh the Northern Michigan PGA Horton Smith Award of course and then also, I know I see that you're um, certified with uh, U.S. Kids Golf, and you've received uh, in 2013 and 14 uh, was recognized as a U.S. Kids uh, Golf Top 50 Kids Teacher. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that, um, about your affiliation with uh, U.S. Kids Golf uh, and junior golf in general. Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, in fact, we're like you were talking about going down to the PGA show here in a week or so. Um, they named me uh, U.S. Kids Golf. Master kids teacher, um, top oh, 50 master kids teacher. I'm, I, I'm honored. If you win the top 53 times in your career, you get um, the master. Uh, junior golf is at, uh, you know, the heart of, of what I do. Um, I try and get uh, families to play more golf. I uh, put together golf tournaments, my own program at Boyne Mountain, where we try and get families out to play and and kids out playing little ones and and having fun and uh things i do with them is is pretty special to me in the summertime and and i'm also part of the first tee of northern michigan um 
We are growing and growing different locations all throughout northern Michigan, and I'm on the board of directors with them, and I and I coach the kids that way with the first tee, and that's really important to me as well. Um, you know, life's life's values through golf. It's uh, right, it's pretty cool, and uh, and golf in schools too. You know, right now we're doing golf in schools. Need to go over for a day and teach the kids during gym class golf and, and have them hold a golf club and some of them never play golf before. Um, that's cool. That's good stuff. Well, you know, so, and that's something, yeah, and that's something that I've, I've really said, you know, so many other sports, whether it be football or baseball and, and particularly up in the Northeast, you know, we have hockey and things like that, um, that a lot of the kids that, that go to school are involved with, but golf is really something that has eluded the in, in a general sense, I mean, there's certainly collegiate golf and that, but it's not until you get mm-hmm. to, to that level really that you uh, that you really start to see uh, golf in that platform. So it's kind of nice to mm-hmm. see that the schools are, are are starting to incorporate that a little bit into their uh, their physical education. Um, this is something that obviously we want to see more of because I think really to grow the game, uh, I've always said this. There's really two areas, in my opinion, that the game uh, really can grow by leaps and bounds. Um, number one, I think obviously. Uh, in the women's market, you know, with 51% of the population, in fact, I think it's 53% of the population right now are women, uh, there's a huge potential for growing uh, this game there. And that's not to say that the, there aren't plenty of guys out there that, that could be playing golf as well, but there's really an untapped market in comparison to the men's market. And then obviously, of course, uh, the junior golf. We want to, you know, at least introduce kids at a very early mm-hmm. age, whether they, you know, whether they want have aspirations to be the next, uh, you know, Annika Sorenstam or Tiger Woods or uh, Rory McIlroy or whatever, Jordan Spieth, uh, you know, those are, are pretty lofty goals. Uh, or whether they just want to, you know, play golf recreationally or maybe use it as a business tool later on in life. Uh, we want to just get those kids involved. And I think there's a lot of terrific programs out there uh, for kids, but unless you're somebody that's been raised in a in a golf uh, environment, uh, a lot of them don't know that. So I think that getting into uh, somehow into the public school on a national basis, mm-hmm. uh, I think would be fantastic, and, and I would be the first to really lobby uh, the PGA and, and LPGA uh, tours and, and other governing bodies <laughs> to really aggressively go after that because I think that's really the way to grow this game is to get it into the school system and get it part of their regular curriculum. Uh, in their in their education classes, the physical education. Absolutely, you know, if if I had the power, I'd give every school a snag golf set, let them yeah. have fun. You know, yeah. um, it's a, it's all good. I mean, I, that's that's one great thing that the first tee up here has done is get into the schools and get the kids introduced to golf, get them playing more golf. You know, and and I take it from there and, and start to build you know, family relationships and things like that where, you know, it's fun to watch a five-year-old play partners with her with her mom or her dad in a tournament or something like that. You know, it's cool. Right. They, they yeah. And into it. It's neat. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and you're right. You know, there's a lot of great examples out there of, of um, you know, parents uh, playing golf with their kids. And I think there it also, you know, takes away from some of the, um, you know, some of the, the, the fear that it's, it's, it's purely – um, you know, a sport for uh, for the elite and that. It, it's a sport really for anybody. I think it's just primarily um, it, it's been something that has been, uh, you know, sort of for, for those that have pursued a, a different avenue, if you will, um, at a higher level. And, and people uh, assume that, well, you know, I'm never going to make it on the PGA or LPGA Tour, so, uh-huh. you know, what's the point? But 
just going out and having fun, and as you've experienced with the First Tee program and some of these other uh, programs out there, um, just seeing these young kids out there just having fun. The opposite word really in golf should be fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're having fun um, and they get exposed to something like that, they're going to want to come back and, and later in life, um, you know, as they grow older, then they're going to, you know, be interested in becoming a better player. And of course, that opens up the lesson to you a little bit more. Um, but also, I think it, it'll help the bottom line of a lot of golf courses. And, and you touched on something right. earlier, Mike, Mike, that was really good, is, is really family golf. There is a huge opportunity, uh, I think, and a huge market still uh, for a lot of these resorts out there to really target families. And by getting the kids involved, because usually when the kids are involved, parents will get involved. Sure. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of competition for, for their attention right now through not only social media, but for some of the traditional sports like football and baseball and other things that we've talked about. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a huge opportunity with so many resorts around the, the world and uh, particularly here in the United States to get the families involved. You know, going down to Disney World and taking some golf clubs and, and uh, you know, playing golf, not just going to see Mickey Mouse, but get out there and play some right. golf as a family. I mean, what, what better way to, to promote family uh, unity than to get on a golf course for, you know, three or four hours? Right. I mean, I'm sure you had your folks that brought you. I did, too. I mean, I had my dad that took me out there. And, you know, we need to we need to be able to make it accessible for parents to be able to do. Um, and, we, and we do a great job of it at Boyne. I mean, we've got some awesome programs that, that really push family golf, whether, you know, it's my junior golf program or our – Sunday fun days where, where dad right. pays the twilight rate and mom and up to two kids play for free in the afternoons, you know, stuff like that. We have yep. to do those things that to encourage it for sure. I mean, that, you know, it, that's the way it's going to go. I mean, every, every time I'm working with the kids, one of my goals is to make sure that they're having so much fun that they don't necessarily know they're learning how to play golf. And that's the neat thing that they, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, again, emphasizing fun, I think if the kids are enjoying it and having a good time, um, they're going to want to come back and do it. And, and mm-hmm. you know, parents are always trying to find things that they can do as a family. So it's it's a great uh, way. And I'm glad that your organization up there is, is uh, you know, aggressively pursuing that route because I think it's, uh, it's going to help in the long run. Let's talk about something that everybody sort of curls their toes a little bit when they hear these words, but fitness and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, particularly golf fitness. Um, you know, we all have to stay in shape. We have to eat well as best we can. Sometimes we all fall off the uh-huh. wagon and cheat a little bit. Um, but obviously, uh, golf fitness is important. And that doesn't mean just going to the gym and, and working up with some weights. There's right. a lot of things that, that you can do to stay in shape and get those golf muscles, uh, you know, especially at this time of year, as we talked about. Tell a little bit more about how, uh, how you sort of handle that uh, aspect of things, not only for yourself, but also for your students to make sure that they're going to stay in shape throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the biggest thing, especially for up here, I mean, we average about uh, 100 to 120 inches of snow a year. Um, so we're inside a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and being active. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You, you got to break it down to being active. Whether, like I was saying earlier, that you know, you get down on the floor during commercials and you do a lot of stretching, things like that. I mean, one one of the things when I'm working coaching with players. Is, is making sure that, you know, we find out the deficiencies in their body and help them build those to make a better golf swing. Yeah. Help them hit the ball farther, all those kinds of things. 
And so, you know, designing programs tailor-made just for them where we go, okay, you know, this is a great exercise to help you with this. This is a great exercise to help you with that. You know, maybe, I mean, I had a couple of people I was coaching over the past week that, you know, one gym, they said, you know, I, I think I need to go to physical therapy. It really hurts. Okay, well, that, maybe that encouraged them to go and, and do it, yeah. you know, go and, you know, because they want to play better golf. You know, not to be that bad or whatever, but you know, I've seen a lot of players that that look very physically fit, and then yep. when we put them through DPI, they they don't do well, you know. And so we have to change their workouts and their habits uh, to you know gear towards more towards what they want to do with the golf ball. So it's good. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that. I, I've had a guest um, on the show a number of times. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. He's from uh, the North Carolina area. Uh, Bob Foreman, he's a certified uh, fitness instructor, but he, he really handles and uh, deals with the golf industry. And, you know, he mm-hmm. said something on, on one of the shows uh, very early on. He's mentioned it a few times, but he said that they do, of course, a, a fitness assessment uh, of, yep. of golfers. And he said that something like, and, I, and don't quote me on this, but it's something like about 80 plus percent um, really struggle with a lot of very basic things because they're not, even though people that he would think would, would be in good shape mm-hmm. um, really right. struggle because there's a lot of muscles that are used in golf. It's not just the big muscles. There's a lot of stabilizing muscles that are used as well that most people don't use day in, day out. And also one of the big things that people miss in golf, you know, people think, well, if I go to the gym and I'm working out with some weights and you know, I'm, I'm bulking up and I'm in good, pretty good shape, but they yeah. have terrible flexibility. Right. And to be a good golfer, you have to have good flexibility, um, especially to be a very good golfer. Um, you can get away with some things, uh, you know, here and there, but stretching is extremely important. Uh, your glutes, you know, which is, of course, your buttocks, uh, you know, they have to be in good shape, too. It doesn't have to look good, but they have to, uh, you know, they right. have to because they're, they're supporting, uh, you know, a lot of your core. And, uh, and again, your core is, is another area that has to be uh, – and that doesn't mean you can't have a little bit of uh, extra around the midsection – uh, it just means that you have to have a solid core. It has to be able to support uh, really the trunk of your body because you're you're you know you're making moves essentially, Mike, right. that are uh, involving a lot of strain and stress. So if you're out of shape, this is why you're seeing a lot of, uh, especially as we get older, a lot of golfers that you know can't quite get to the top anymore. Um, so right. what are some things? Do you have some drills and things? I know it's hard that we can't show them here, but uh, are there some mm-hmm. things they could maybe see on your website or if they get in touch with you that that you uh, like to instill in your students? about yeah, things that they can do you know, to stay thing, in shape? Yeah, sure. One thing that, you know, we talk about a lot is hip mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially you look at the jobs that people have these days. If they're sitting at a computer, you know, hip mobility is going to be tough. And they get tight. They get tight hamstrings and tight hip flexors and things like that. So, you know, one simple exercise that, you know, I I help people with is, is to try and loosen up those hips and they can do it in five minutes at home is, is just stand up next to a wall, uh, put for balance, put one of your hands on the wall and lift up one of your feet and, and make the alphabet with that mm-hmm. foot with, with it up in the air. And it's amazing. Once you get to M all of a sudden this thing starts screaming in your hip, you know, because yeah. you're not <laughs> used to isolating it and getting it stronger. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just little, like I said, it's a lot of little things I try and coach people with. You know, I I don't want them to go all out and hurt themselves. It's just a little bit here, a little bit there, and then before too long, they don't have to hold on to the wall. 
and they can just, right. you know, lift up their foot and do it. So, you know, th- those are things like that. Uh, you know, hamstring tightness is a big thing that I see a lot of, you know, it can cause, you know, people to stand up and things like that. And, you know, just stretching. I mean, just a quick story. A few years ago, sure. I had some juniors, um, you know, the 13, 14-year-old kids that come to me and they want to play competitive golf. And uh, I'm going through, you know, some of the TPI evaluation with them, and, and they couldn't touch their toes. I yeah. mean, they couldn't even come close, Ted. Yeah. And, um, you know, it took about and- six months, and I get a phone call in the middle of the winter from one of them, and Hey, I can touch my toes now. You know, wow. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to seeing him because I want to. <laughs> I want to see him hit it better because I yep. know if he can touch his toes, he's going to make better contact with the ball. You know, things like that. It, it just it all works out. It's good. Well, and and you know the other thing too, what you raise a very uh, sort of humorous thing. At, at the age of thirteen, fourteen, you should be able to touch your toes. Um, you know, yeah. at that age, you have a lot of flexibility. When you start getting up to your fifties and beyond, um, yeah. as I'm, I'm creeping in, it's a little harder to touch your toes. Not saying I can't, but uh, it, it right. becomes a little bit harder the older you get. So at thirteen, fourteen, when somebody tells you they can't touch their toes, you know they have poor flexibility, and that, you know, uh, again is is something. If you want to play good golf, you have to have some good flexibility. Let me on, on that theme. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me ask you on that theme um, because you mentioned about. Uh, them wanting to play competitive golf. What advice would you give? I'm sure you get approached by parents that might say to you, you know, Mike, I've got a young youngster here that plays, uh, you know, pretty decent golf. How do I go about uh, getting him or her involved in a program? What advice would you instill if, if parents that might be listening that have a junior that wants to play competitive? What would you advise them and, and, and where should they start? Yeah, whatever level they're at, you know, a, whether it be a high school uh, golf team or college or, you know, things like that, <clears throat> you know, we go through a list of different local events that they can play in, um, spending a lot of time with me, uh, just trying to get them to think differently uh, when you're playing competitive golf. It's a big deal. Um, yep. You know, they they really, the kids, you know, they want to play, the parents want to play, they want them to play, Um you know, we, we have to be careful with that sometimes too. You know, right? The right. parents get going; <laughs> they they do, and uh, you know, every kid is different. Yeah, um, the parents. And, you know. Yeah, parents can be a little overzealous, and, and a lot of times they want to, um, you know, think that their kid's going to be the next, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, phenom out there, and and uh, and you know, the reality is that. You know, unless little Johnny or or Sally or whatever the case may be uh, wants to put in some hard work, it's just not going to happen. And you know, you want to be encouraging and you want to be, but you have to be realistic as well. And especially as a, as a golf professional, you know, you don't want to be pushing somebody into something if they're really um, not willing to make the commitment to to do what needs to be done because it's not an easy right. journey. And uh, for anything, not just golf, but any sport or any anything in life, and and you, you mentioned it very eloquently early in the in the show, um, golf does mimic life in so many ways, and there's a lot of things that you can learn from each, um, and that sort of you know blend into one another. Um, let me ask you, um, we're we're getting close to our time here, but uh, let me ask you, uh, since we talked about it in the beginning, I want you to explain a little bit more about uh, the uh, Ask the Pro show that you have. Through Twitter, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how that works and and what are some of the things that you're what are you trying to accomplish with that? 
Absolutely, yeah. The Ask the Pro Show uh, it started in uh, March of 2011 on Twitter. Uh, originally, it started as a way for my students to uh, ask me questions on Twitter and answer them, mm-hmm. things like that. And it got to the point where where I started to enlist some of the best people that I've met on Twitter uh, to help me help these people play better golf. And I turned into the host. Um, so the people that follow Ask the Pro send questions in and I send the questions out. It's it, it's amazing thing. I, I'm just honored that everyone wants to help me with this. Um, there mm-hmm. are a lot of great people in the world of golf. That's all yep. I have to say. And they really like Ask the Pro. And uh, it's fun. I, I really have a good time doing it. And it really... Because of there's really no other social medium that we can do Ask the Pro on, where with Twitter you can reply and things like that and keep everybody engaged and involved with certain questions. It's pretty right. neat. And to see the help that these scalp instructors freely give, um, mm-hmm. or whoever it might be, like we were talking about, um, you know, it, it's neat. And and I've learned so much doing this. I really have watching what happens and the different drills that that someone might help with. And and I also you know I send the questions out to specific people, and then you know when when those people answer them, then there's some conversation afterwards. And I also try and get the general audience involved with some what we call free for alls every mm-hmm. you know four or five times throughout the hour where you know, everyone can be involved in the answer. And, uh, you know, it, it's neat. It's neat to watch uh, every week. You know, it, now it's it's my way to give back to the game that I love so much. I have a lot of fun hosting it. Right. And when do you when do you normally do this? What what day or yes. the specific? Yeah, it's usually Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. Um, people can send questions in whenever they want. Uh, through my website, um, MikeFagoff.com. They can, you know, if they're, <clears throat> say, like my Facebook page, uh, Mike Fagoff, or Twitter. In fact, sometimes we get questions live through the show, and, you know, I send them out to, you know, the world's best. Uh, so right. we call it, and they are. They're fantastic people. And some golf instructors you may never heard of, and they're awesome. And there are some yeah. golf instructors that are that are pretty famous too, Ted. You know, it's yeah. neat. They all come together, and it's fun. Um, well, really you know what? The thi- yeah, the thing is with with golf, uh, it is a very interesting bunch. Uh, it's really like no other sport. I mean, where else can you you know tune in? Um, you know, whether it be the Golf Channel or some other forum, and, and hear people like Jack Nicklaus and, and Arnold Palmer and and some of the greats of the game really offer um, you know their not just their opinions but their advice. And then you get mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the top teachers in the world like a David Ledbetter or Butch Harmon or Hang Haney and some of the other uh, greats that are out there as well that um, are really giving of their time. It's it's not all about the money. I mean, obviously they they're very successful, many of them, um, but they're also willing to give back. And as you said, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's I think that's fantastic. And you know that's really what I try to do with this program as well is is really to give back and give a a forum if you will for a lot of the the great professionals out there such as yourself that are doing a great job that maybe don't always um get an opportunity to be able to to uh, talk to an audience um, and share some of their story and share some some advice to to really 
um, you know, the golfers out there. And also, you know, one of the nice things too about the program, Mike, is that in addition to, you know, a general audience is there are a lot of, a lot of other golf professionals that tune in here that may learn from what you've discussed here tonight and say, hey, you know uh-huh. what, I never thought of that, or that's something that, uh, yeah, I might like to do as well. So, you know, it, it's kind of a similar format that, that I'm trying to do here as what you're doing uh, through Twitter, and I, I think it's fantastic, and, and I think more of it needs to be done. Well, thank you so much, Ted. I've, I've followed your show for a while now. I think it's great. You know, I, we have to get the word out to help people play better, and that's really what it's all about. We have to yeah. do that. Yeah, we have to really take the game, you know, again, as I was sort of alluding to earlier, I think one of the things that has to happen in order to make what I consider effective change is we cannot, it's not a matter of just attracting people to the game. We've got to take the game to people, whether it be in the school system, uh, into other junior programs. We need to to get it out there um, and not just through marketing and, and those sorts of techniques. I mean, they're going to help. But we really have to get, you know, uh, clubs in, in the hands of people that maybe normally wouldn't have access to it through Snag Golf, as mm-hmm. you suggested, and some of these other programs. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that still don't have access or still don't know that much about golf other than what they see on TV. And their perception mm-hmm. of it is not always accurate because they're seeing, you know, these big stars in the, on, you know, on the golf channel and things. And they think, wow, you know, these guys are Tiger or whoever it happens to be. Um, but the reality of it is 99% of the people out there that either play or could play golf are never going to get to that level, but they can still go out and have fun, and we need to make sure. that possible for them. And that's really what uh, people such as yourself and myself and, and all of the literally thousands of teaching professionals and coaches out there, uh, both men and women, have, have really uh, been doing here over the last uh, several decades. And, and uh, you know, keep up the good work. Let me just uh, do this, Mike. I'm going to give you an opportunity to – um, reach out to my audience and just let those uh, that might be mm-hmm. in your area um, know how they can get a hold of you. And then also let's give them the website information so that they can go uh, and check out some of the things we talked about tonight. Absolutely. You can uh, check out uh, my website at mikefaygolf.com uh, where all the writers, like you said, are there with some great articles and really good golf tips and a bunch of videos on there as well. Um, we have YouTube and, and Twitter Mike Fagoff, you can follow that, follow the Ask the Pro Show. Instagram, um, Facebook, of course, all those things, just like you do, Ted. Uh, sure. Just growing the game and having fun. Um, so, yeah, you can get a hold of me there. Um, and uh, you can also check out boingolf.com. Uh, check out the website. Check out the awesome golf courses we have up here and, and everything we have to offer here at Boing with the Golf Academy. It's all good stuff. Thanks so much for having me on, Ted. Well, you're you're very you're very welcome, and I know that you're going to be involved, uh, as I recall, in in some of the coaches' corners uh, throughout mm-hmm. the season as yeah. well. Looking forward to you to participating in that. And uh, just on a final note, Mike, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, for 2016 in in golf? What would you like to see both at the professional level and just as a teacher professional? What are you What are you looking forward to to, to seeing uh, in in the in the golfing world in the season as far as the players are concerned, and mm-hmm. then also in, in uh, golf instruction? What would you like to see? Uh, what are you excited about for this year? No, I'm excited. I mean, how can you not be excited with Jordan <laughs> Spieth and Rory McIlroy yeah. and, and you know, all these guys playing such good golf? It's fantastic to watch. And, that, you know, that, that's going to be fun this year with Jason Day and Bubba and yeah. all these guys playing. Um, it, it is exciting. 
Um, you know, we do miss the dominance of Tiger Woods, absolutely. But I think this is fun, too. You know, right. who's going to win this week, right? And, uh, yeah. you know, in the world of golf, to watch it every week and see who's going to win it, and you get some breakthrough players that are playing super-duper, you know, it's it's mm. just fun um, as far as the world of golf. As far as wh- what we do, you know, growing the game and getting – at our level here in northern Michigan, getting more kids to play golf is a huge goal for me. I want more kids to play. I want more families to play, uh, grow the program, and, and have more fun, attract them uh, to it. Uh, and, and then I know my job's done. It's fun, all the stuff online and all that, but getting, it, getting, getting kids a golf club in their hand is important to me. It's good. Well, it's what a great uh, a great uh, thing to have a vision to have for for 2016. And uh, Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I know this was your first time on my program, and you're welcome back anytime uh, to come back. And, and as I said, you're going to be coming back uh, for some coaches' corner throughout the season as mm-hmm. well. I'm l- looking forward to your input for that as well. But uh, anytime that uh, you have anything you want to share, or any of your fellow pros up there in Michigan. Um, just uh, just point them my way and tell them they they have an, an open invitation to, to come on the show and and share some of their thoughts and viewpoints as well. And I appreciate your your continued support. Well, thank you so much, Ted. I appreciate it. Very nice. All right. Well, I I imagine I will probably I'm you're going to be down at the PJ show. I'm sure we'll, our yeah. paths will cross. So uh, I'll be looking for you. I know what you look like. So and I'm sure you know what I look like <laughs> by now. And uh, I look forward to uh, to connecting with you, hopefully down at the show, and and uh, and uh, at least at the very least exchange a handshake. So, Mike, thank you very much again for coming on Golf Talk Live tonight. I've enjoyed uh, talking with you. I've watched you as well uh, many times on social media uh, with your thoughts and inputs in the game, and, and keep up the good work. And uh, it's been truly a pleasure and honor having you on the show tonight. Thank you so much, Ted. All right, have a great week, and I'll see you at the PGA. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Mike. All right, that was my my special guest, uh, Mike Fay, uh, PJ uh, Director of Player Performance at the uh, Boyne Golf Academy up in Michigan. And uh, if you want to learn more about Mike Fay, you can go to mikefaygolf.com, as we uh, just talked about here, wrapping things up. And uh, you can learn more about not only Mike Fay, but some of the great uh, products that he uh, is involved with. And, and also uh, Ask the Pro if you're interested in, uh, in doing that and getting involved in his uh, Sunday evening show. I believe he said it was 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time on Sundays. Uh, so go to his website, MikeFayGolf.com, and uh, you can check that out there and, and maybe participate uh, uh, in his program as well. Um, Always enjoy having these uh, guys and gals on the show and sharing their information with you. And uh, But more importantly, I, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of the listeners worldwide for faithfully tuning into Golf Talk Live each week. I truly uh, do have a lot of uh, get a lot of pleasure and enjoyment of having uh, a number of highly talented coaches and teaching professionals like, like Mike Fay. Uh, also, I enjoy having some authors and entrepreneurs uh, who happen to stop by the program as well. And it's really through their participation and guest appearances that help make Golf Talk Live a first-class show. Uh, in addition, I want to thank some of the sponsors and supporters of the program. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Laird uh, from South Coast Golf Guide. You've heard me mention Jonathan many times on the show. And, of course, each week I like to thank him. Uh, go to southcoastgolfguide.com. Uh, South Coast Golf Guide, of course, is a publication here in the southeastern part of the United States, uh, literally from Texas all the way over here to uh, the northern, uh, northwestern part of Florida. Lots of great courses uh, featured in the magazine, so if you're interested in playing some of these great tracks in here, uh, go to southcoastgolfguide.com 
and uh, request a copy. If you're not immediately in the area or if you're planning on coming down to the area, uh, visit his website, southcoastgolfguide.com, and uh, you can request a copy be sent to you, and, and uh, Jonathan will be more than happy. Uh, he is the owner and, and uh, of course, the uh, uh, editor and publisher of uh, South Coast Golf Guide, so make sure you do that. And uh, also, if you're interested in advertising in the guide, uh, you can reach Jonathan at jonathan at southcoastgolfguide.com is his email address, and just let him know that Ted from Golf Talk Live sent you, and I'm sure he will take good care of you. Uh, also, Meredith Kirk from Meredith Kirk Golf, uh, MeredithKirk.com. She was the 2014 Mrs. South Carolina uh, winner, and she went on to uh, make an attempt at the Mrs. USA uh, competition. She didn't win the competition, but I know she, she uh, did very well and enjoyed that and uh, has done so much. She's a, a great uh, teacher professional and golf professional as well, and uh, out in the South Carolina, uh, Myrtle Beach area. And uh, so if you're interested in working with her or, or learning more about her, you can go to MeredithKirk.com. Thank you, Meredith, for all of your continued support. Um, my good friends, Nikki and Tiffany Litherland, uh, as I've mentioned many, many times, originally from Australia. Uh, Nikki, of course, is a great uh, golf professional, and uh, both he and his wife, uh, Tiffany, and their children live here in the United States now. And uh, I always enjoy uh, chatting back and forth with them through different mediums of social media and I want to thank them especially for all of their continued support uh, in helping to spread the word about Golf Talk Live. Um, Mr. Bernie Pinder, I can't say enough about this gentleman. Uh, Bernie of course is the uh, founder and CEO of Ontic Golf. Uh, Ontic Golf of course is a line of custom putters um, and actually I just um, finished creating their brand new website so if you're uh, interested in learning more about them and, and seeing some of my handiwork, uh, you can go to onticgolf.com. And we just literally, uh, in the last few days, launched their brand-new website. Uh, lots of good information on there. And if you're interested in, in uh, purchasing uh, one of uh, Bernie's custom putters, uh, there is an actually uh, you can shop right online from the website. We've got that set up there. And you can actually uh, order one of his putters right directly from the website and uh, Bernie will, of course, uh, uh, get you set up very well for that and, and have that shipped out to you uh, as, as soon as, uh, as he can. And uh, just a great putters, and he's a big supporter of the show. Um, he's going to be actually uh, involved more uh, in a sponsorship role as we get closer to Coach's Corner. We're going to be having some great giveaways and great contests here, uh, some of which Bernie is going to be involved with. Uh, so I want to thank Bernie Pinder from Ontic Golf uh, for all of his continued support. And as I said, go to onticgolf.com uh, is Bernie's uh, website. And we just launched a new website, which I actually created and developed for, uh, for Bernie and his, uh, his crew. And I look forward to helping them develop uh, the Ontic Golf brand uh, throughout the 2016 season. Uh, Mr. Peter Doyle, of course, from Doyle Golf Solutions over in Ireland, my good friend, uh, great uh, master club fitter and uh, teach professional as well uh, over in Ireland. Thank you, Peter, for all of your continued support of the program. And I know that you're also involved with Ontic Golf as well. Um, and I know you'll be doing some great things uh, overseas uh, to help that brand as well. So thank you, everybody, uh, for all of your continued support. And just remember to tune in each and every week. Next week, I will not be having a show. Uh, I'm going to be taking a break next week because I'm going to be getting ready. Uh, as I said, the following week, uh, of course, is uh, the PJ Merchandising Show in Orlando. And I'll be heading down for a few days there. And uh, there will be a show that Thursday night, which I believe is the 28th of January. Uh, we'll be doing a, a, a one-hour show again 
uh, featuring a great guest, so make sure you tune in that. But next week, I will not have um, the Golf Talk Live, will not be broadcast next Thursday, but will the following Thursday, the 28th, um, from the PGA show. Um, but I will have a uh, Women of Golf show, the other program that I co-host with Cindy Miller, uh, LPGA professional Cindy Miller. That will be taking place next Tuesday, which is the 21st, I believe. Um, <clears throat> we will be having uh, a great guest, uh, Kate Tempesta, who has been on the show before on Golf Talk Live. Uh, she was scheduled uh, late last year uh, on the Women of Golf show that Cindy and I uh, worked together on, and unfortunately we ran into some last-minute technical problems, had to cancel, so we've rescheduled her. So uh, Women of Golf show will be on next week from Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf, but the Golf Talk Live uh, show will not be airing next week, but will return the following week. Um, thank you, everybody, again for tuning in. As you can tell, my voice is getting a little hoarse here, so I need to to vacate uh, as quickly as I can. Um, thank you very much for all your continued support, and I will see you uh, in two weeks' time, right here Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, right here on Golf Talk Live. God bless everybody.